welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 158, The Stones of Blood. My name is John, and joining me as he does every time we sit down to talk about Doctor Who is my good friend Taylor. Taylor! Hey there. None shall escape the Megara. That's true. None shall. None shall. How are you, my friend? I I am well. I am warm, but I am well. Yeah, a bit of a heat wave happening all over, it seems. Boy, I had forgotten just what uh, 100 plus degree weather feels like. Yes, I I just never want to feel it ever again, honestly. Man, if I could help it. I know. If I, I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish, but, you know, yeah. we're, we're doing the best we can with what we got. And what we got are portable ACs. You know what? We, well, we've got central air, but uh, it, is, it is a good reminder that once a year you should get your air conditioning serviced. And uh, I don't know that we ever have. So, oh, that will be happening this summer. <laughs> good call. Good yes. call. Yes, indeed. Uh, I, I feel like you had a you had a little bit of a, a busy weekend. You had a birthday party, I believe. I did. Yeah. Echo is eight now. And uh we we had a a party for her and um yeah lots of fun awesome lots of fun uh of course that was on like one of the really hot days so it was all right kids go play in the bouncy house for 20 minutes and then you know can everybody come in and have some water and then get some air conditioning and oh you want to play video games uh okay play video games for half an hour so you know it worked out you know everybody had a good time but it was just kind of like cycling through so nobody got heat exhaustion or anything yeah absolutely gotta gotta watch out for that i've been doing a lot of moving the past two days for work and oh boy it is uh man let me tell you Love that water. Hail hydration. Yes, it's um yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy weekend. I actually went down to San Diego for the weekend. I saw living like a baller. <laughs> Stayed in the presidential suite. Uh we're we're still not sure how it happened, but it did. Um Don't question it. No, we will not. We will not question it. Not at all, but it was good times. Uh, I went to a great wing place. It's called Bubs by the Ballpark. Uh, I recommend everyone go to it. They have really good wings there. I had, uh, Taylor, I had Honey Habanero. Ooh. It was very that good. That sounds good. And I had, what was the other thing that I had? It was, oh, Hawaiian Barbecue Plum plum yeah it was very huh. it was very good it was a okay it was a good combination interesting yeah um you know that's pretty much all i did i came home came home early on sunday um this week's been a whirlwind so far uh yeah um for those of you that uh i'm i'm appearing on 
a a podcast that I don't think actually comes out for another month, so I'm actually not sure. Well, no, they're plugging it. I'm going to be on uh, Geek Say What's uh, Penciled Neck Geeks. It is a rest, their wrestling podcast. And oh, I'm, interesting. Yeah, I'm recording an episode on uh, Thursday, and uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm pretty excited about that. That should be fun. Um, yeah, and it's just a bit of a whirlwind over here right now. Work's real busy. Uh, not work is real busy. <laughs> it's a bunch. It's a bunch. A bunch of stuff. But I mean, let's uh, let's get to this fantastic. Fanta- oh, well, we can't get to the fantastic Stones of Blood yet, in my opinion. We have to get to the Who News. We do. We do have Goodness. a little bit of Who News this time around. Let's do um, it. First off, you know, it's been all over so- social media. So if you are following any of the, like, uh, Doctor Who-related social media out there, you probably have heard that actor Paul Darrow uh, has passed away at the age of 78 now. Um we would know him from Doctor Who and the Silurians in 1970. We would know him from Time Lash in 1985. But he is best known for playing freedom fighter Caravan in the Terry Nation series Blake 7. Yeah. I, have, have we... I don't believe we have watched... Did we watch either one of those? Time um, Lash? I believe we did Doctor Who and the Silurians. We did. Um, or was that the Sea Devils? Darn it. it was. we went back and forth between the two for a bit. We did not watch this one. We watched no because we watched the Sea Devils, and then we went, "Oh, this is kind of the sequel." That's right. Yeah, that's right. So- and and I I think I watched Time Lash just for fun before going down to Gallifrey because I couldn't focus on work one day. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. Um, but but you know I remember. Um, you know, my dad enjoyed watching Blake seven. I never really got into it. I'll be honest. I mean, maybe I just wasn't at the right age to, uh, really enjoy it. Um, but that's where, where most everyone remembered, uh, Paul Darrow from. So, uh, uh, we are certainly saddened by his passing and naturally we are kind of getting to a point in history now where, where some of these actors who have been on classic who, um, you know, they yeah. are, having long lives and, and, and moving on. So it's just, I suppose something we all kind of have to be ready for sad though. It may be. Yes. Sad as it may be. But now that we've got the sad stuff out of the way, let's get into something kind of exciting because they, BBC studios has announced uh, a new animated release. Now, granted it's not going to hit DVD and Blu-ray until 2020, but the Patrick Troughton story, the faceless one, will be the next missing or partially missing story to be animated. Yes. I love it. Yep. This is good stuff. We know how much we we have enjoyed the animated uh, episodes, it, with the exception of Power of the Daleks. And uh, we know why that was. Yes. And you know, they've 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 improved since then. And yes. this this not only that, but the faceless ones has actually been in Polly's final story. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm pretty excited about this, and this reminds me that uh we gotta find the Macro Terror. Yes, yeah, that's true. We that. I can't can't wait to see that. Um, so we will have a link in this in the show notes for all these stories, and the the one for the faceless ones does have a uh, little trailer. 
uh, yes. to go with it. And the trailer so, is very interesting. I really yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. Very cool. Definitely. Um, speaking of Classic Who, speaking of DVD, um, there are a number of uh, Classic Who DVD titles that are going to be re-released by the BBC shop specifically in the USA. Interesting. So these are DVD titles that have been unavailable in the U.S. and um, they will be made-on-demand releases. Wow. So it's it's not like, oh, we're going to uh, uh, press up you know, 10,000 copies of the Time Meddler, hoping that 10,000 people want to buy the Time Meddler, which is a great story. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, but it's going to be, you know, here's this batch. You know, if you want to get it on DVD, basically we'll burn it for you, throw it in a case and send it to you. That's amazing. So the first uh, batch of five titles um, will be the Time Meddler, the Crotons, uh, the Three Doctors Special Edition. Ooh. I know, right? Planet of the Spiders and the Sunmakers. And that will be uh, available uh, 25th of June. So just another couple weeks here. The next batch uh, will be available on the 9th of July. And that will consist of the Invasion of Time. Uh, Frontios. The Mark of the Rani. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Happiness Patrol, and everyone's favorite TV movie, yeah, the special edition. I see you. I see you, TV movie. I still got to make Lauren watch that. Oh, has she has she never seen it? No, I and I think I don't know if we had spoken about this because um, I think that's our lost episode. Like that's an episode we don't have a copy of anymore. If oh, correct. of our recording. Yeah. Like, it's gone. Oh, it, my gosh. It's Yeah, it's one of the... Uh, uh, I mean, just for, for everybody, we were on LibSing originally, and then we switched over, but for some... We switched over to what we... Uh, to SoundCloud. But somehow, in the, in the move, we lost some episodes. So there are... I, I'm very sure I told you about this. I had to have told you this. I knew that we had some missing episodes. I wasn't sure if this was one of them. That was definitely one of them. Um, I just, uh, yeah, this is definitely, that's definitely one of them. Well, you know what? If we, I, here's what I'm going to suggest. If, if we can figure out exactly which ones are missing, Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should um, reconstruct them in an animated form. <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry. I, th- I think I think we should maybe maybe find a way to do this as as bonus stuff. I don't know. Maybe, maybe just re-release them. Um, but I think we should redo them, and I think we should get Lauren involved. Yeah, I think that would be that would be fun think that would be a good time i and i don't think it was too it was too many episodes if i remember correctly okay i'm I'm trying to find uh the the tv movie so the tv movie was our 16th episode oh wow was it that early yes it was our 16th episode so i mean i will double check 
So, I mean, if anything, we might be missing... Um... Because we had oh oh I'm sorry I'm I'm forgetting her name she was going through all of our episodes and listening to them oh um, was, over at the Flopcast yes and she had mentioned that we she's like I can't download this episode and that I was like that's weird and I saw it was from Libsing so I think it might be the TV movie possibly Caves of Adrizani possibly and then I think that might be it I'm not sure. Oh, that'd be pretty lucky if that's all it was. Yeah, I mean, I'll go back mm-hmm. and check, but I mean, little tangent for everyone. But and if for some reason you're one of those podcastica obsessed listeners who happens to download and save all of our episodes, let us know if you're out there at all because we'll love you. Yes, we love all of you anyway. Yes, we do, but we'll love you even more. That's right. There you go. Well, this is great. I like that they're they're doing this, and I just love the uh, made on demand release thing. I think that's yeah. I think I think that's a really smart way to go with it because there are some people who will want you know every single title. There are some people who might just be missing a handful of titles. Yeah, um, and this is a great way to fill that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So here we go. Here yes, indeed. we go. The Stones of Blood starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Mary Tam as Romana, John Leeson as K-9, uh, Beatrix LeMann as Professor Rumford, and Susan Ingle as Vivian Fay. It was written by David Fisher and directed by Daryl. That's an interesting spelling. I know, right? Daryl Blake. It first aired October 28th through November 18th, 1978, and is the third story of season 16, and is also, uh, you know what, I'm not going to say anything, because I might step over some of your notes again, but okay, got a slew <laughs> of story notes. We do, we do indeed. Thank you, fine folks at TARDIS Wikia. Uh, you know, we always love talking about working titles, so this story had the working titles of The Nine Maidens. Metal. And, yeah, right, <laughs> The Stones of Time. Um, I, I mean, the Stones of Blood is pretty creepy. I Definitely. like that. Um, Stones of Time, uh, kind of makes sense. You know, it it does. I think Stones of Blood is better since they consume blood. Yes. I think Stones of Time sounds too much like the key to time, and then it gets kind of redundant, yes. and then the grammarian and me just goes ah. <laughs> um. So anyway, I think I think they made the right choice. Agreed. So the 15th, one five, 15th anniversary of the program took place on November 23rd of 1978, five days after the broadcast of part four. So to commemorate this, Anthony Reed asked David Fisher to write a new scene that was expanded by Daryl Blake, featuring Romana and K-9 surprising the doctor with a cake celebrating his 751st birthday with a new and identical scarf. Oh, my God. Um, I know. However, producer Graham Williams vetoed this idea as being too self-indulgent, and the scene was never shot. However, Blake had already ordered a cake, and this was then eaten by the cast and crew. Amazing. I I mean, the cake did not go to waste. The cake definitely did not go to waste. Yes. (laughs) I just think that's That's such such a crazy story. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Coming into this episode with it being kind of dark and ominous and spooky as it is would have been so just silly. 
Yeah. Yes, it would have. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Uh, this is also the 100th Doctor Who story. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, now, we, we will talk about this particular scene because it's quite the scene. But in the original script, the Doctor would have been seen at the end of Part 1 leading Romana to the cliff's edge and pushing her off. Tom Baker refused to perform this, saying that it would have set young viewers to see the Doctor behaving in this manner, manner and adding that the possessed Doctor had been done to death. So as a compromise, although how well it worked, we could debate. Uh, Tom Baker agreed to let his voice be used to call Romana to the cliff's edge, apparently. Yes, um, we will definitely talk. Ooh, we will talk about that. Um, the location used for DeVries House was actually a business college. Oh. Who knew? Um, as a prank, during a location filming, some students removed the TARDIS prop and relocated it to a nearby quarry. Yeah, quarry! That's right. Oh, great. Good, our favorite, good our favorite kind of rock. Yes, good job, students. <laughs> you knew exactly what you were doing. They, they knew what was up. It's like, you're filming Doctor Who? No, it needs to be in a quarry. It needs to be over here. <laughs> Production crew's like, that. oh, jeez. I love that. Now, this this last story, I, I can personally verify because I remember John Leeson recounting this story at Gallifrey one a couple years back. So, um, um, Tom Baker was filming on location with the remote controlled canine. Now Leeson was in a van some distance away, providing canines voiceovers um, over a loudspeaker for Baker to act to. During a break in filming, using the two-way radio setup for feeding Leeson's voice to the set, Tom Baker was seen by onlookers to be sitting down with K-9 and doing the Times crossword puzzle. Uh, Leeson would discuss the puzzle with Tom Baker, remaining in character as K-9. <laughs> That's great. Love it. That's amazing. And I, I remember him being on stage and telling that exact same story and just going, that That's, is so brilliant. That is so good. Oh, I love that. Love, love, love that. So, yes. uh, Taylor, as always, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Indeed, indeed. So the hunt for the key to time takes the Doctor and Romana to Earth, where everybody must get stoned. And mm. by stoned, I mean devoured by a living stone from an alien planet that's being controlled by a villainous woman from yet another planet who's masquerading as a geologist's assistant. Ooh. Oh, and eventually justice sparkles from hyperspace. Glittering in hyperspace. Arrive to debate legal theory. Yes, yes, they do, Taylor. I, <laughs> I This might be a bit of a hot take, but I think this is one of my favorite Doctor Who serials of all time. Wow. I had such a ball with this. It, it, was, it was such a fun story. I really, really enjoyed it. When I... If somebody were to ask me, you know, what do you picture when you think of classic Doctor Who? I often think Tom Baker, because that's the one that I watched most growing up on PBS. Um, and if I had to narrow it down even more, I would probably say that a lot of season 16 is really kind of that classic era when, like, Baker was in his stride. We had K-9. We had... Um, 
great stories. We had goofy monsters. I mean, it, it, it just, it's peak doctor who in so many ways. Oh, absolutely. It's, um, it is just, I th- I think that what it does is it, it takes my favorite couple of things where we have a central bit of characters who follow us throughout this episode. So, you know, we have the mm-hmm. doctor, we have Romana, we have, we have K nine and we have, um, Rumford and Vivian Fay and, you know, we have some minor characters, but then it, you know, and they follow us through the first three episodes. And then in the fourth episode, we just get a, basically a guest appearance by some, some talking sparkles. And yes. it's just like, this is perfect. They they flushed out all of these characters that they had before. They introduced this crazy characters at the end, and they were great as well. And it was just a fully complete story to me. And it was it was funny. It was um, quite horrifying at some times. Um, there is, and we'll get to it. I only have one note for directing but i mean i'll just talk about it right now there is this tracking shot in episode one when they first go to the stone circle and it is one long old shot and it is beautiful yep. and awesome yeah oh i loved it it was so yeah, great no, i know exactly which one you're talking about oh and I, I i i kept going all right they're gonna cut they're gonna cut they're gonna cut to it and it never happened and i mean obviously it eventually happened but I almost just imagined, like, no, that there was another camera they just cut to, and this is all one take. <laughs> but, I mean, they did have to get that big, long shot in one take, and it was, yeah, it was great. And I I really, really loved that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, that that shot really was well done. I mean, I love, I love the horror elements um, in this. Um, I, I, I love that... that quite frankly for for quite a bit this episode had me guessing you know i i really i really was kind of at first putting all my money on devries i mean looking at him in just he strikes me as somebody who you would just see working in a bank i mean he looks so plain but then here he is doing these crazy occult rituals i'm honestly i'm i'm waiting for like the last podcast on the left story about him <laughs> um, because he completely strikes me as that type of character that they would profile. So wherever the last podcast on the left is in the Hooniverse, I, I hope they do an episode about him. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Now, um, obviously this is the, uh, the third in the, uh, Yes, it is the third because it is. We te- you know, we technically already did Pirate Planet, so go listen to that in the archives. It does still exist. Uh, yes, that one's available. <laughs> uh this is the third segment in the key to time and um we're trying to put the key of time together, which is the opening and closing gag. I really like that. Yep. Um and yeah, we're just getting some cultish stuff going on here. Um we end episode one. Let's talk about that right now. Episode, Should we get into that? All right. Yeah, episode one ends in a literal cliffhanger or a cliff faller. Um, There's a on. bit of cliff, and apparently this whole area is much closer to the ocean than you would have guessed from watching, say, 90% of episode one. 
Yeah, and I will say that um, she. There was a point where it was just like, man, she's just standing on that. It's not even. Uh, it's not even doing anything. She's mm-hmm. just like, like it seemed like she was. Uh, she was falling, but she was just clearly just holding on. She was fine. She was never in peril. Yes. Um, and I. So what are you? What are your thoughts on this? Because the original scene apparently was supposed to go where the doc. We see the doctor, um, right? Lead her to this cliff and push her off this cliff. Um, yeah. Now, do you agree that with Tom Baker and saying like, "Oh, I don't. He doesn't want to see young. He, he doesn't want young kids to see him like this." Right. So, so what we don't really know yet is that the 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 celiac um, uh, can or, or what's what, what's what's her like official official name? Like Vivian Faye has like eighteen names in the story. Oh um, boy! I mean, we got Vivian Faye. We've got the uh, the 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 Kaliak. Yeah, we've got Owl Thing. Well, which I think is the Kaliak. Yes. Um, um, but what's 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 her like C- alien name when she's Cesar of 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 Diplos? Diplos? Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Because I remember I was thinking of um, Diplo, the remix guy. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Cesar of Diplos um, can. Um, use her powers to disguise herself. And so what we don't know is that she can do this. Um, and so what it, what it is, is basically she has disguised herself as the doctor. Yes. And is trying to basically get Romana out of the picture by shoving her off a cliff in the guise of the doctor. Now in a, in a novel, or something, mm-hmm. um, or, or watching this as an adult, um, I can buy that. I can roll with that. Uh, but I get it. Doctor Who, again, peak Doctor Who, you know, and you've got a lot of kids tuning in who may not pick up on the fact that this isn't actually the Doctor. Um, but you see the Doctor, and you see the Doctor basically shove his companion off a cliff. Yeah. I get it. I, I totally side with Tom Baker. I, I agree that that would be um, not good for the doctor's image, you know, in popular oh, yeah. culture. Absolutely. Um, do I think that just having this voice and having her just completely be oblivious as to where she's standing is a better thing to do? No, no. Um, I, I, I think that they could have come up with something else that could have worked better. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was very confused when we just heard him calling out to her and Mm -hmm. then she seemingly gets pushed off the cliff by something we don't see. It was a little confusing. I mean, it made more sense. Um, I mean, it was a lot. It seemed like it was a lot harder to convey and act. You know, they had to rewrite that scene where she's right. like, no, you pushed me. Yeah, it's all implied. Yeah. You know, uh, later on. And, and we're, we're left to infer that, oh, 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 she thought it was, oh, okay. You know, but in that moment there, you're like, what? the flip is going on it's it's and of course 
1970s audio, it's, you don't really get like, oh, it's directional. Oh, it sounds like the doctor's voice is over here. Yeah. You're hearing it on both sides. You're like, you're just hearing him like he's standing off camera with a microphone. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Could have been done better, but I mean, oh, well. Yeah, for an, for an otherwise, you know, delightful romp of the story. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, you know what? We'll, 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 we'll not sweat this one too much. No. Yeah. Um, so let's, um, let's talk about this music, huh? Oh, yes. Can I just say relatedly to, just because I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of it from this last scene that we just talked about. Um, I love the whole fact that they finally address, um, that you shouldn't wear heels on Doctor Who. Yes. Okay. That <laughs> was great. Was it? It was great. And then it was like, oh, let's go. And I mean, we'll get to it. But uh, Romana, I was like, man, Romana has a lot of costume changes too. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Vivian, she uh, she took the cake there. That's for wow, sure. Wow. Right. She had many costume changes. So many. She had at least three. And like. Um, skin tone change as well yes just all this crazy silver dress that had to i'm sure have been taped in place at times oh i bet we'll get to it <laughs> we will we, we will sorry we'll music uh the music uh so i i noticed the music a lot more i think than uh i think last time we didn't really notice the music too much no the music was was very kind of um uh, underused in in our last story, I, it's much more prevalent in this story. It's still very classically Fourth Doctor era music. Oh yes, um, I really loved the uh, the music when the Doctor goes into um, the Vries home, um, and it has got lots of slow violins because it's a mystery. I mean, I I feel like he has just been murdered. Um, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> and uh he's just kind of tiptoeing around looking for clues and i really enjoyed that uh but yeah throughout the music was very good i i did not have uh there was nothing out of place that seemed strange yeah there were there was oh yeah no not like not like uh you know peppy horn section daleks or anything <laughs> yes. um <laughs> there was there was a part where we um we've got some some creepy crows um, or ravens, I I can never tell the difference between them, um, and and the music during that part. I'm trying to remember exactly how it went, but but the music during this creepy crow scene was pretty good too. Oh yeah, absolutely, fantastic on the music front. Let's get into the uh, the look and the feel here. We already talked about that directing. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of cool costume design going on in here. I didn't know where to put this note. But I, uh, I I thought to myself, where can I get that umbrella that uh, Tom Baker's holding for? He's holding it for a quick second. It looks basically like the uh, like his scarf, but in oh umbrella oh form. yeah. At the beginning when he does the gag, like he he he's like, oh, it's apparently nice weather, and he just like tosses it into the countryside, mm-hmm. which I loved, which was yes. great. Um, and let's talk about uh, Ramana here. Salmon Orama. That's when she uh, <laughs> decides to go with the heels. Not a good idea when you're trying to romp through the countryside. Well, you got to remember it's it's her first trip to Earth. 
Ah, yes, very true. You know, she's 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 not familiar with, uh, you know, how how smooth the ground in is is in this part of England. Apparently, no, apparently not. Um, and then she gets a costume change, which it was like, oh, that's cool. And she had, you know, because they had to go back and get her some new shoes because of the whole falling off a cliff thing. Um, <laughs> well, and she had taken them off. But yes, yeah. So, um, what? Oh my goodness. Okay, so Vivian's owl suit. Oh boy, I lo- I loved it. I thought it looked very cool. Um, it, it, it was great. I mean, it's it's not it's not the uh, the the seeker from from Rebos Operation. Oh no, no, not at which all. Which was pretty wild. Yeah, but this um, was uh, this was pretty cool. I liked it. It was. It it was very. Uh, very interesting. The owls definitely are not what they seem in this story. No, absolutely not. What is that? The no one's ever fond of owls. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Not, not, not to mention there are many people who believe that um, uh, owls and UFO sightings go together. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. There's a whole like subgenre that I will not bore or entertain the audience with they can go look that up on their own owls are not what they seem oh no don't tempt me i already did it i want to this is the pot this is it now this is our lives oh no owls synchronicity and the ufo all right anyway (laughs) uh that's very interesting though yeah um and we talked about vivian she had like the um i think her first outfit was like i make snacks it's it's very actually kind of like almost business dressy for being out and doing survey work. Yes, yes, it is. It, it just it strikes me as I'm like, okay, you're way too slacks and blouse for like Professor Rumford. She's dressed for being out and you know getting her hands dirty and doing some work. Yes. Vivian is like, um, did 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 you just like come over from the office to help out or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was um I mean, and that was the uh the first outfit um and then the owl outfit and then the uh I mean the uh the diplos outfit which is Yes. um I mean it's something. It's like it, this very it's a like a bluish purple kind of dress. And she has this weird, like she has like a headdress on, and she's wearing the uh, the third uh, component to the key of time that we need. Yes, and she is also uh, now diamond colored, and she's all shiny. <laughs> she's she she's gone silver. Yeah. So is this? And I guess we just we don't even know if. If is we don't even know if this is her final form. I knew you were uh, gonna go there. Nice. Yeah. So we don't we don't know, but I mean, she had some great outfit changes going on here. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh my god! You know what would be? I feel like every episode, I come up with somebody's idea for a cosplay. Yes. So so get this, get this. I would love to see somebody do this as a three day theme all right so let's say it let's say it's a typical friday to sunday con Mm -hmm. right friday it's it's out in the field 
Vivian Fay. Yes. Okay. Saturday, it's I am the Owlman Cuckoo Cachoo Vivian Fay. I love this owl. Yes. <laughs> Sunday, I am actually the Cesare of Diplos Vivian Fay. That would be. And it's just the same person, three different outfits. Got to have the or- the orgy there at some point, though. You got to have an but orgy. That, right but that, that's that's what you do. That's what you do is you get a friend being like, look, I need you to wear this kind of glowing styrofoam rock outfit. Piece of the aggro crag, yes. For the aggro crag. I saw that. Yes, the augury. Um, our vampire rocks, right? Yeah. Um, I, 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 but I still think that, I, that would be brilliant. And you'd also have to have that sweet staff. That oh yes, staff. your laser spear. Um, One, when you're when you are owl uh, on Saturday, you could have your friend dressed up as DeVries and being like, "All hail, <laughs> all hail the Owl Queen!" Amazing. That I will. Be, I want to see somebody do that. I will <laughs> say I am looking at um, some. I just uh, put uh, Cesare of Dip of Diplos in the in the Google machine and there are like production stills of her not wearing the silver stuff but it's yeah. on set like it's it's her and uh and the doctor so very interesting hmm maybe some behind the scenes stuff during rehearsals yeah maybe yeah i think that that might have been what it is cuz there's there's a couple of different production stills of her Without the silver, like it, man, like if you go from one of her not wearing it to one of her wearing it, it is very prominent. Not bad. It's just like, oh, you're very silver now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, enjoyed it. I, I th- we'll get to we'll get to uh, her a little later. Um, yeah, we talked about the visual. We talked about the aggro crag, as I like to call it, the the orgos. Orgy or, or from Orgos. Yes, the Ogri. Ogri. From Org. Uh, yeah, Orgos. <laughs> so, something like that. Something like that. I liked it because. Stones from their stone planet. Yeah, I loved it because they're just. Yeah, they're just stones that kind of walk around and feast off of blood. I, I love that he's met them before. I want to hear that story. Yeah, I would love to hear that. Also, they. Uh, um, they also apparently kick, I mean, we'll just bring them up now. Can we talk about the random campers? Oh, <laughs> yes. hey, look at these rocks. Oh, what are these rocks? And well, they these weren't here them, before. They touch them and they're like, Duh! and then they just melt. <laughs> it's yeah. so awkward. It's just a oh. very, do you think they just, that was supposed to be the minute they used for the, the cake? Yes. And they just put that in later. That's so exactly strange. right. Um, we need to talk about the doctor, uh, the visual effects uh, where, um, uh, Diplos is teleporting people with the, uh, the hyperspace shaft thing. Our, our hyperspace tornado. Yes. Thing um, here. Yes. I like those. Those graphics were fun. Yep. Yep. I, I especially loved the doctor, uh, spinning around. I thought that was funny when he got <laughs> transported to the hyperspace ship. Yep. Or starship in hyperspace, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I mean, we got to talk about that. these guys. I mean, I would say they're the the 
the show stealers, but that's that's Professor Rumfeld through and through. Oh, oh hold on, hold on. I thought we were going to talk about the Doctor for a little bit because I've got some more stuff to say about the Doctor. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, one, I think it's hilarious that he almost walks in on Romana changing. Oh, like right at the beginning. R- does that happen? Yes, I must have blocked that out. It, it's very very early on. Like he's going to the door and 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 it's it's like. You know, she's like, no, wait, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> you know, one of those things. Um, I love that, like, now, a few stories in, he's getting the seriousness of this mission. Ah, yes. You yes, know, he, he at, at, at when we first see him in the rebus operation, he's just like, oh, there's got to be somebody better than this. It's, it's, I have things to do. I need to wash my hair or whatever. And, yeah. and now that he's got a couple pieces of the key to time, in this very under decorated underdressed set of a room in which they keep the pieces of the key to time. I'm a little underwhelmed yeah. by this room. Yeah. It's just like, it's very dark and there's just like, they're keeping it on a, like a bar stool. <laughs> Basically. They're like, no one will find th- the bar stool room. <laughs> It's very strange, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that he builds this absolutely bonkers-looking machine. Yes. To to hijack this hyperspace Oh, that thing. thing was amazing. I, I loved, loved that. that so much. I, somebody needs to build that. Yes. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, and if I... Oh, I'm trying to remember the exact scene. I want to say it's in episode three or four. But he uses the sonic screwdriver in the most novel and like non-sonic way it's in episode it's the end of episode three okay and i was i was gonna put a note and that that just said was that the sonic screwdriver because it didn't look like a sonic screwdriver it was (laughs) that was amazing he just busts (laughs) the door open with it yep or breaks the seal if you will yes exactly just crack yeah. Well, that that works. Yes. That works. And I love that he just happens to have a barrister's wig handy. Oh my like a knitted that was that was amazing. Yeah. That was so great. Um Yeah. But that does tie into the Magar, which I know is where you were headed. Yes, the uh man. Well, I mean another visual effect is I is K9 being operated on. Oh yes, poor K9. I know. We'll get to K9 a little okay. little okay. later here. But yeah, the um the special effects, like when these two sparkling things, the Megara came out, and they were just kind of sitting there, and then we got the, um, not only how they, you know, just the visual effects of them floating in the air, but when they talk, they kind of change form a little bit. Right. Um, I was like, this is, I actually put, holy crap, it talks. <laughs> and then I put, <laughs> and then I put, okay, this is great. Um, so, I mean, you got to put into the ribbons right now. You got to put none shall escape the Megara. Yes. Uh, because that I will make two million of those. <laughs> and I have our our ribbon suggestion yes. list. And I was shocked to learn that a Binro was right ribbon was actually made this past year, no less. Oh, we didn't see it. Nope. Did not. Aww. None shall escape the Magara. 
Uh, yeah, so they burst on the scene quite literally, um, and they just steal. Uh, they steal an episode, and I don't even like. I'm really high on on Professor Rumford here. We'll get we'll get to that a little more. We will, later. but I wish I had been a fly on the wall when the idea of the Megara was suggested. Yeah, I I would love to hear who came up with the Megara because. You know? It's it is some good stuff. I really just there were so many like very clever things happening throughout this entire serial and that was one of them. And I I have to say for for being basically a special effect that is overlaid on the image, you know, of 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 the scene. Yeah. Everybody who had to interact with them was doing really good. You know, with, yeah. with where they were, you know, generally supposed to be. I mean, I get it. You being like, okay, he's looking there. We animate it here. Yes. Kind of thing. But it's better than somebody, you know, one person looking up and one person looking halfway down. Yeah. You know, everybody's generally looking in the same space. And I know that's not always easy. Yeah, absolutely. And they did. Everything was just ugh, was just so great about this. So great. And I mean, yeah. now that we're just talking about the Megara will go in like the voices for them as well were a little distorted uh, of the, they were voiced by um, Gerald cross and David McAllister. Okay. Um, I kind of sort of not really looked them up, but I didn't see anything too, uh, too interesting in, I guess by my standards. Um, but yeah, I mean, this seems to be the only... Oh, Gerald Cross also provided the voice of the White Guardian. Oh, okay. So just the voice in the first episode of this serial, because I believe we kind of get some hints of that. We Yes, yes. yes. And, I, and I think we also get a Beware the Black Guardian. Yes. And what was I hinting at at last episode? That, yeah, that they're mm. one and the same. Nah. They are one in the same. <laughs> um, this with the Megara is great. Um, what other? Yeah. So the, yes, I also have the the note for the White Guardian. So uh, uh, David McAllister, uh, not David McAllister, uh, Gerald Cross. You're, you're doing good work, my friend. In this, <laughs> in just this one episode alone, doing good stuff. Um, and also. <laughs> I mean, he will never hear this because he passed away a very long time ago. Oh. Welp, whatever, I guess. Anyway, um, Heartbeat Sound of the Glowing Rock is just, that's what I'm going to call them. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Um, I just kind of loved their overall look and the sound whenever they would come around. I thought it was cool. Yep. In fact, with the the Ugri, I think it is, I mean, my reactions to them any time that they went, like, creeping past a wind. Yes, I have I have some notes that are all in caps that include some swears of like, oh, my God, they're attacking. And there's one point where like the augury is coming through a doorway and it like gets stuck in the doorway and it smashes its way. Yes, the doorway. I mean, it does that a couple of times. It does it with that one. Uh, it smashes, and then there's another time where it just kind of sneaks up behind the doctor and not crashes through a wall as well. Yep, 
Yeah, so the Augury and the Kool-Aid Man might be cousin oh. races. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> hmm. You know now I'm going to have to try and get some of that uh, video of them crashing through something and overlay a Kool-Aid commercial on it. Yeah, do it. I'm going to have to. I I am here for that. I'm 100% here for that. Oh, oh boy. So, oh, boy. uh... Let's let's talk about uh K9 for a, for a minute here. Let's okay. talk about let's talk about how I mean for the most part things that I have seen of John John Leeson as the voice of K9. There it's a very kind of, you know, it's a robot dog voice. Mm-hmm. But I feel in this in this story we were getting a lot of uh we were getting a lot of range here. We had yeah. we had the uh the very Hurt near death, canine. Oh yes, which I thought he did a wonderful job, and uh, I think you know he man canine went through a lot in this entire entire story. Definitely. So yeah, we got a, a bunch of different uh, vocal ranges from canine, especially um, <laughs> who understands about hyperspace, and he goes, "I do," like very timid when he's having a bit of a scuffle with the doctor um mm-hmm. it was good good stuff thanks john Leeson. that's great well and speaking of hyperspace i mean i'll just touch on this i love i love this just kind of almost casual conversation that the doctor and rumsford have about uh hyperspace yes and it's just like it's it, it's it's treated in the script like it's like well of course it's this it's this and this and this is how it behaves. Yes. And so there you go. And uh, I love the classic Doctor Who does this. Yes. It was it was so good. Um the banter between the Doctor and Rumford and basically Romana and Rumford, this was kind of their yes. show for a little while. Well, and that's you know, we get this is a story that really has a lot of uh, strong female characters. Yes. Villains or heroes. They are all strong female characters. And I got to the end of episode two and I went, man, can, can we consider this like a properly feminist episode or story of Dr. Who? And I went, well, I don't know that I'm the right person to judge that entirely seeing as you know i'm a guy um right (laughs) i i i would declare it one but i wanted to get i wanted to get you know the female uh uh perspective on this so so i reached out to the folks at uh the verity podcast oh and was like hey i think this um but i don't want to be you know sole judge of this what do you guys think and they were like oh, well we just talked about stones of blood in episode 161 so i went back and listened to it and um yeah they had great things to say about all the women uh in in this story so if if you're looking for something to supplement your listening to this go check out episode 161 of the the verity podcast uh they do a great job there you go excellent yeah 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 that lot of strong female characters in this it was it was good stuff um through and through are we to the characters yet no we're nowhere near it 
Well, I don't know. I've been picking off stuff here and there because we keep talking about characters. <laughs> Set design. Uh, I called it Stonehenge because, you know, it's where the demons dwell and it's where the Banshees live. And they do live well, Taylor. I didn't know if you knew that. But that was before. I, I, I didn't, but I do now. But that was before. It, I hope you get that reference. Um, <laughs> do you? Um, oh, no. Some Black Sabbath song? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's from... Um, it's from Spinal Tap. Oh, God, it has been so long since I have seen Spinal Tap. Oh, lovely, the lights have started to flicker. Okay. That's not good. No. We oh, already boy. had one brown out this evening because of the heat. Well, let's not make it two. Let's not make it two. So, yeah, I really enjoyed I I mean, I called it Stonehenge, but I believe it was just like a rock formation. It, this this is a different megalithic structure yes. uh, in England. It is obviously not actually Stonehenge. I think it is actually referred to as the Nine Travelers. Ah, yes. I, I, I liked it. I liked the setup. Um, I loved uh, when, you know, the big long shot when we're first kind of going there with the Doctor and Ramana. Good stuff. Enjoyed that. Um, I mean, the only other set I have note of, I think I mentioned somewhere... Um, Devers, uh, or DeVries, excuse me, mm-hmm. his uh, sweet, sweet house. Yes. Uh, which we, you know, we talked about a little earlier. And uh, the cliffside, I just laughed at it because, like, from uh, the, the top-down shot, it looks very scary. Like, oh, no, she's going to fall. But, you know, the green screen's there, whatever. I can mm-hmm. suspend my disbelief. But then when it's, like, the wide shot from behind her, it's, she's like, help. And she's just kind of standing there. Yeah. And you can tell all of the weight is like on her legs and nothing mm-hmm. is on her. So I was like, all right. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I, I, I love our little spinning TARDIS model at the very beginning. Yeah. That was great. Mm-hmm. I love I, that. I'll, I'll never turn down one of those. No, um, absolutely not. I, I really think the key to time is kind of a bad Rubik's Cube. It seems like it. Watching them try and put it together, you just don't have different colors, and it doesn't rotate as well. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed, because I feel like the key to time is just going to end up being a cube, and I don't like that. I I feel like once it achieves its cube state, it then changes into its final form. Oh, all right. Just so we can both get that reference in tonight. (laughs) Yeah. and and I feel like our hyperspace ship station, whichever, um, totally looks like something that I would have built in No Man's Sky, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, oh, oh, but but speaking of that ship, yeah. um, can, can we talk about the skeletons? Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Goodness gracious. That was something else. Right? Oof. Yikes! Just, again, getting getting those horror elements kind of throughout uh, this story. Good heavens, love it! I also loved uh, the purple controls on the uh, hyperspace vessels. Apparently, what I called it works for me. I love that, and I love the Atari graphics on the screen. Yes, I was like, yeah, let's do it. That's right. It's like we're gonna play Missile Command. <laughs> yes, basically. Ooh. I I actually have an Atari twenty six hundred emulator Ooh. on my uh, laptop now. If I want to bust out some, I don't know, Moon Sweeper or something. 
goodness. Did you see um oh man, I'm gonna forget the name of it. Um shoot. You know how they're they've been releasing uh all the uh the mini versions of things. Like everyone's doing a vintage console. Yes, and the, yes. I just saw one Oh no, I'm trying to remember what it is. It, it's a new one. Is it the Atari one that they're I don't think it's the Atari one. There was okay. another one that, and you know what? It might have been a joke now that I think about it. But oh, yeah. no, because it was, um, oh, I just read tonight, Konami was doing one, and I and I can't remember what it was. Shoot. Oh, man, I'm really upset that I can't remember. It might have been a joke. <laughs> but, man, that's great. They're, uh, they're, I didn't know about the Atari uh, VCS. That's cool. That's right. That's very cool. Oh, no, yeah, it was the Turbo Graphics. That's what it was. That's, Turbo Yeah. <laughs> just brought it up. Turbo Graphics 16. Yeah. Uh, video game console. Ridiculous. Absolutely. I love it. Anyway, Absolutely. back to Doctor Who, I guess. Yes. We'll save the video game chat for some other podcast. Yes, yes we will. Um <laughs> so uh, uh, the doctor um you know, it's Tom Baker. Come on. Um, but I mean, still not liking Romana telling him what to do as in, we see the beginning scene where she tells him you should go check where the next piece is. And he goes to do it, but comes back and goes, Oh, I have an idea. I should go. Like he makes it his own idea. Yes. So there's still some of that. They still make a good team. Um, there's a lot of like wacky stuff going on. He has a lot of great lines in this. Um, like I said earlier, tossing the umbrella into the countryside was just great. Right, right. Um, and uh, I loved the, oh, do I have a dog line, <laughs> yes. which was great. Uh, that was great. I absolutely love that because it was, you know, the way he delivered it was like, whoop, I know the audience knows I have a dog, but I complete at this point, forgot canine was there and i went oh yes canine this is great <laughs> it was good stuff um and then the uh does your uh Kaliak ride a bicycle i loved that and then when he matadors the giant uh the piece of that glowing rock that you win from nickelodeon's guts um he matadored it off the cliff i thought that was fun yeah yeah definitely so i mean and i'm i don't even have it in my notes um when he's defending himself in uh episode four. Oh yes with the Megara. It's just beautiful because you know he he's like, well this isn't this isn't ideal and he's having fun with it and he's just like this is so ridiculous. Like you can yep. just tell that, yep. that not that Tom Baker thought that because I'm sure he did, but I'm saying like the doctor's like this is so ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I, I I will play along and do this. Exactly. Yeah, so love the doctor in this. Love, love, love. Romana, I didn't have a lot of notes for Romana, but I absolutely, if there's one thing you got to watch for this, you got to watch it for her and her teamwork with uh, Rumford and also K-9 to a point. Um, Definitely. Right. And did you did you notice at one point Romana kind of faces a uh, Ray Cl- Crow? Crow? Oh, 
there's one point and then she gets spooked because i think the 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 bird is like flying right at her yeah and i was like oh my god she's facing the raven too oh no or technically facing the raven one or what yes technically in linear time um yeah those crow uh, oh i did love (laughs) she says those crows look evil doesn't she say that i think so i'm like how does a crow look evil well Black, just dark, kinda, just squawking kinda, at you. He's just kind of hanging out. He's not doing yeah. anything. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I th- I'm thinking yeah. in general. Very true. Um, yeah, but Romana, at, entire, I really, really thought this was a strong story for her. She did a great job. Definitely. Um, yeah. Except for when she followed the doctor and he pushed her off a cliff, but we didn't see it. <laughs> Other than that. Uh, Other than that. K nine, um, apparently, <laughs> when he erases <laughs> the memory of an entire sport from his d- data bank. See you, tennis. Uh, well, tennis. He'll never know. Nice. Hopefully, nice knowing you. you know, it'd be great if he. And I'm sure we'll find out if he tries to make a reference to tennis, but he can't. Like, oh, that. Man, that would be some awesome continuity. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out because they have to. That would have to pay off in, I assume, the next story for or, people to remember. Well, or or three years from now, I don't know. You're right. Either way, uh, we're doing it a few stories and don't really care if anybody catches it or not because the smart people will go, "Well, why did he do?" Oh, that's <laughs> right. Love it. Absolutely love it. That's right. I love the mechanical dogs are all the rage apparently in Trenton, New Jersey. Yes, uh, I wrote that. The only Doctor Who reference to Trenton, New Jersey. I love it. Such a random reference. Yeah. Um, Also, the banter between K9 and the Doctor in episode three. That's what I was talking about, where he's just very mad um, or very upset. And that's when he (laughs) says, I do. And he's like, oh, shut up. (laughs) <laughs> it's great. It's good stuff. Um, I do have a question because K9, uh, at one point, he seems to be pretty messed up. Yes. And then seemingly we see him later and he's he's fine. So this and they mentioned regenerate a little bit. So am I to believe that K9 has some sort of auto fixing mechanism or something? That they just call um, regeneration. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, I know the doctor was working on him for a bit. I know Romana was working on him for a bit. Yes. Um. There, there may just by how advanced in technology he is. I mean, he is the you know the kit of uh, Doctor Who, as it were. Yes. Um. Uh, he may just have some, you know organic circuitry that can rebuild itself i mean maybe i'm i'm kind of scrolling through through k9's uh that's got to be a pretty extensive it is so long page it's a lot all right you know what i'll do that later but i did see a, <laughs> a i did see a weird looking a relifted k9 Re relifted? Yeah, Would they put him on a four by four RC car chassis or something? It's from the Eclipse of the. Cr- what is this? Is this a? What is this? Oh, it's K nine. It's his. It's 
his show. Hey, and company? Yeah. Okay. Wow, remember there was a canine show? Yeah, there's something we could possibly torture people by reviewing. Uh, oh. <laughs> that answers that. Yeah, we'll see I, if we ever get there. If we run out of literally everything else ever made. Yeah, has anybody even touched this for review? Uh, I think so, actually. I could be wrong. There are a lot of Doctor Who podcast sets, and I think at least one has talked Canine Company. K- yeah, Canine Mark Two. He looks very kid friendly. <laughs> I'll just say that. Not that regular canine wasn't. Kid. Anyway, um, yeah. So canine was great in this, but let's talk about the the uh, the star of the show, Professor Rumford. Heck yes, I love this woman. I want her to have a spinoff, and. We probably can't have that today, but no. I still I still wish. I, I enjoyed her so, so much. This was one of the all times right here, folks. I yeah. I love this. I wish he had taken her with him. Um I thought that would have been great. She oh. does um she does so much great stuff in here. She's mm-hmm. excited. I love when they're running and she goes she- She's like, oh, this is rather exciting, isn't it? She's basically <laughs> like an Earth version of the Doctor. Yes. Very wise, very smart, but also uh, the the whimsy of a child. Um, yes, very much so. Yeah, uh, amazing. Just amazing performance. Um, and I, I forget. Ex- no, I think it's, I think it's when... Um, I think it's when she and K9 are trying to hold off the Augury. Yes. While the doctor has, has flittered off into hyperspace and she, she shouts, use that Dunkirk spirit. Never say die. And I was just like, Oh my (laughs) God. Yes. So good. Love you. Amelia Rumford. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Um, this would be a character that I would love to see. Like the great granddaughter of, or something like that in a future yes. Doctor Who episode. Yes. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, just uh, great, great stuff. I really would be 120% on board with that. Yeah, it'd be so, so fun. Um, yeah, uh, Vivian Fay, on the other hand. I, my, <laughs> first, my first note for Vivian Fay was, I don't believe you. I just didn't believe anything that um she was saying i i eventually got there i had a couple other notes first but i did eventually i'm like i don't know that i trust her (laughs) yeah i was just like i don't uh yeah i don't think this is um i think she's she is a liar uh you know just to put it plainly well yeah just the way she was acting and i mean i i think that was obviously perfect for this character. Um, I actually at one point. Oh wait I did. So when we saw the owl thing for the first time. My <laughs> only note is. I mean it's probably Vivian. That's my only note I have. You know what. You you had a, a more on point reaction than I did. <laughs> um, 
but yeah. I do, I do love how smug and evil she becomes. Oh, she's so smug in, in the end here when uh, she's about to uh, be turned into a glowing piece of that rock. Yes. Um, yeah. She's very smug. She's like, oh, you're never going to... Like, she's laughing hysterically in front of the judge, jury, and executioner of the <laughs> of the universe... Well, Which I, I was I, like, uh, are they not picking up on this? Well, no, because because they, I don't know, things were so compartmentalized on this hyperspace spaceship, yeah, that that the Megara didn't know what she looked like. They only knew the name. It was the 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 guards or the the space cops or whatever that were driving the ship, who are now skeletons who knew what she looked like. So this is where the doctor's got to try and trick, like a total Rumpelstiltskin kind of thing to get her to, to say her name, to admit who she is. Yeah. Um, basically just her smugness through the whole thing is, but instead of delightful. Yeah. Instead of getting her to admit who she is willfully, he somehow, I don't even know how that like he grabs her hand, but, he doesn't die, but she gets knocked out. It's very weird. Yes. Yes. It it was a little, a little bit of a deus ex machina to, to kind of set up the situation as he is to be executed, where it also ends up like stunning her. Right. And it's like, Oh, but, but read, read her thoughts. And they're like, um, well, it's a little unorthodox, but, Okay. Woo, 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 woo. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> we know you now. I mean, it, you know, it worked in the it, end. Exactly. It, it, it served the story. It, it was, it took as much suspension of disbelief to run with that as having living stones that are technically vampires, I guess. <laughs> yes. That's basically the best <laughs> description for them. Uh, DeVries, I don't have a lot on. I mean, he was here. He kind of served his purpose to get us to where we needed to go in the story. And then he was immediately gone, which I think was actually a good thing. Um, I I think so, too. I really I thought from the start that, you know, he was going to be our big bad. Yeah. Um, and let's not forget our ritual PSA. Always ensure all fires are out. Yes. 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 Um, that's important. Uh, but yeah, when when he gets uh, when he gets killed, and I'm like, oh, oh wait, oh, oh, yeah. somebody else is our big bad. Okay, there okay. is another. There is another. There is another. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was very shocking. And then also his little, um, I guess, I guess his assistant. I don't know what she was supposed to be. She is also. They're both murdered. So it's just like. That's it. They're done. And the- yeah. Well, and it, it's funny because um, uh, he's got the doctor over, you know, the stone and is going to sacrifice him or something. And um, uh, she's like, wait, wait, what are you doing? We can't do this. And it's yeah. like, lady, how do you get involved with a cult and not accept on some level that a sacrifice is <laughs> like a human that, sacrifice that, that should have been in the paperwork. You, you probably signed in like blood or whatever. I know right at the beginning, like read the fine print. You'd think so, but cults sacrifice, they kind of go together. Apparently, apparently <laughs> not. 
Apparently not to not to her. Oh well. Yeah. Martha. R.I.P. Martha. That's right. <laughs> oh, they had some sweet robes, I'll tell you that much. They did. Definitely. Lo- love those robes. Uh the campers, that I just put that there because it was hilarious. Just it, it was. It just seems so out of place. And then uh the Megara. Man, just wrapping up this story with uh, and you know what i think can we say that for what was that happened in last episode too where we just had this this really strong character kind of come in at the end of middle of episode three um and you know it was in the episode four as well it's almost the same kind of uh structure well, I, I feel like um, at least many of the episodes in this series have kind of the same sort of structure. You know, we land somewhere, we need to find our thing, and oh, there's a mystery here, and let's figure this out while we're here. Yeah, ac- absolutely. And I mean, I, man, Megara. I love how they kind of argue and play off of each other and just the <laughs> just the just everything about them just was so fun. Yeah. Um I I love the banter. I love that one's like I'm going to defend you and he's like, "Well, we decided you're going to be executed." And the doctor's like, "What the hell, man?" Exactly. <laughs> it's really funny. Um yeah, absolutely love them. Um, trying to think of anything else. I don't know. Let's just campaign campaign right now. Floating justice sparkles for season 12. Yes. Let's bring these dudes back. Oh, and we, then how we don't need the Jadoon. We need the Megara. We do need the Megara. The other part that was just so funny is they're like, don't you think we forgot about you doctor? And he's like, yeah, okay. And he like hits a button and they just go back to their ship and are sent home. Yep. So he and I think he says we have a couple of millennia to just outrun them. So I mean, we could this could come back. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. That was technically present day England that they were in. You know, I think at one point, you know, the doctor's been like, it's been at least two thousand years now. I think it was a Matt Smith thing. Yeah, it's perfect timing. We are due for the return of the Megara. Bring on the justice machines. Please. Oh, goodness. Um, I would love to see these sparkles back. I got some miscellaneous notes here. I loved Tom Baker's hat on the TARDIS console. Yep. I thought that was just a very nice little touch. Sitting on top of the time rider. Uh, and then, I mean, just another version of a doctor's hat, the wig. Was, yes. It was so great when he's like, well, I'm going to trial. Pulls wig hat out of jacket. Yep. And it looked like it was knitted. It looked it, like somebody did. I, I, I think that's just kind of how somebody's barrister's wigs look. Oh, okay. I think. I mean, I've I've never been to court in England. I have never been to court in England either. Um, Taylor, I think we would both obviously. I would. I highly recommend everyone watch this. Absolutely, it was so fun. I absolutely, absolutely. loved it. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, what about the behind the couch scale here? Uh, you know, frankly, I, I think that there are uh, some parts that they might find scary. Yes. Um, you know, some of the more occulty, sacrificey looking bits. Um, I, I don't think the cliff 
would be too scary. They'd right. Be like, really? She's why? But honestly, I, I think all of it would be pretty well offset by uh, Living Rocks and Justice Sparkles. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. They, they, they would just be like, wait, these are rocks? Wait, why are these rocks moving? Wait, why are these rocks consuming blood? Are these vampire rocks? Then they'd probably pause for a while and run around the house playing, you know, vampire rocks. <laughs> and then they'd be like, what are these sparkles? Why are these sparkles talking? Amazing. Oh, yeah. Good stuff through and through. Just so delightful. Next time, Taylor, we're, we're keeping this train a rolling. We are. We got to get all these these keys to the time now. We've got to we get are them all. We're going to plow through the entire key ring of time. Yeah, we're we're going through. We're looking for all the. Where's that darn key? We'll find it, I guess. Maybe we'll find another piece of it in the Androids of Tara. Yes, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Mary Tam as Romana, and John Leeson as the voice of K Nine. It was written by David Fisher and directed by Michael, not P.S. Hayes. Doot, doot, doot. That's a joke for two, Taylor. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. This is, a, this is a fun ride that we're going on. Indeed. This, now, this has been great. Thoroughly enjoying that. So until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Blue Box UFO. Still the best Twitter name in the game, folks. I don't uh, care what you I say. I still think my brother's got the best one, but ah, thank you. I mean, they're both great. Thanks. It runs in the family. Great, twi- great Twitter handles. <laughs> Subscribe. Go, go, go give my brother a follow at Clan McMuffin. Yeah. I believe I follow him. I'll double check as I admit that on air. I'm very sure I follow him. Anyway, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica, rate and review us as well. Uh, there's also SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the NOTLG. Hey, remember when SoundCloud was going to go out of business and we were going to lose yeah. all of our data? Huh. Uh, head on over to NOTLG.spreadshirt.com. Buy a Podcastica shirt. Uh, we have, I think we are the only NOTLG podcast that goes, we should have a new shirt. And then we have a new shirt. So go check out all of our shirts. They're all up over there at the Spreadshirt. And uh, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. We appreciate all of our Patreons. And Taylor, do you still have that list of names? Um, I do. If you give me just a moment to go, hey, wait a second. That button on my phone doesn't seem to work anymore. Um, I mean, I I will just say anyone that has has donated any money to us uh, to the cause to keep this train of moving all night long. And that is an Aerosmith reference, early <laughs> Aerosmith. Um, we appreciate it greatly. It's, uh, yeah, we, we love doing this. And uh, we are very grateful that you su- choose to support us monetarily. Agreed. And and if you have joined up since the last episode, um, and we don't shout you out here, I apologize. I forgot to say, hey, John, check the names. Um, but Jeanette, Chris, Mike, Calvin, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for helping us out. We appreciate it quite massively. Yes, we do. And another thing we appreciate quite massively are the Y-axes. We uh, do. They just put out a brand new album. 
You can find it on Spotify. You can buy it on Bandcamp. Uh, but you can also check them out. Twitter.com slash the Y axis, Facebook.com slash the Y axis. Uh, that Bandcamp link is the Y Definitely go support them. I got to take a, a listen to that because I haven't, uh, haven't had the time yet. But I'm well, been busy. I know it's been quite busy. So join us again next time. Episode 159. We're, we're almost to 160. That's usually what happens when you get to 159. Uh, the androids of Tara. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Like it, man. Like if you go from one of her not wearing it to one of her wearing it, it is very prominent. Not bad. It's just like, oh, you're very silver now. <laughs>